Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Molly Green and Darren Rudge. I saw Monty Don just going hell for leather with a hoe. I'd certainly keep them going all the year round. The Happy Garden. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, pod people, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Happy Garden podcast as we enter February together. Spring is definitely getting closer. My name is Molly Green. I shall be your host for the forthcoming proceedings over the next hour or so. And it is my pleasure (laughs) to introduce you to your expert for the forthcoming proceedings over the next hour or so. It's Darren Rudge. Hello. Oh, Darren, how we are. It's up to 20 minutes, that's all. <laughs> well, listen, we ought to be upfront and absolutely honest and transparent, as we all are, because our podcast people are our friends. There are a few technical issues with today's Happy Garden podcast, aren't there, Darren? Just a few. Just a few, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Demonst- we it. We're making a fist of it, We though, are. But as you, as you can already... As you can already hear, Darren and I have a slight delay between us, which is going to make us sound demented over the course of the next hour or so. I'm a technical ignoramus. I just, I can't understand. I don't understand. I don't know what's happening and I don't know why there's a delay. It's because my new boss made me download Microsoft Teams. And since that happened, it's, um, I don't, well, I don't know, Darren. Hello? 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 Are you there? Yes. Can you hear me, Mother? Oh, this is going to be fun. Right, Darren, first... Yep. Yeah, go on. No, you. No, you. Oh, God, this is going to be awful. But listen, there's no choice. We've got a press on. me. Right, Darren, firstly, before we carry on, Darren, not only have we got the jeopardy that we... You know, there's quite a delay between the two of us. I need to know... A lot of people were concerned about last week's podcast, you being high throughout most of it, what you've eaten (laughs) (laughs) prior to today's pod. Well, I can tell you, folks, that at the moment I'm cruising at 5.3. Oh, that's good. Okay, on the on the millimole scale, which is pretty good. And uh, if things uh, do go into the decline, if I do become low, I have a pano chocolat, <laughs> um, which is one of the good reasons why... Uh, you want look, it's in a little... Oh, pre-packed. Oh, nice. Uh, I have a sugary drink cool. and a pano chocolat. What's a millimole so, uh, scale? Is that like a glucometer? 
It's the way... Yeah, it's the way your blood sugar's measured. Okay. It's measured in millimoles. Milli- oh, millimoles. I like that. Millimoles, millimoles like you. Nice. Small versions of you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Darren. What is it, so millimoles? True. It's not minimoles, it's millimoles. <laughs> if you weren't listening to last week's uh, podcast, there was a huge amount of jeopardy because Darren's alarm went off as we started. I mean, he was like, in nigh on here in a coma. Oh, yeah. But you managed it, so well done, Darren. <laughs> Yeah, did it? Did you okay? You did it. That's a good bed afterwards. <laughs> You're in bed now, aren't you? As we speak. Well, yeah, I'm sort of yeah, I'm tucked up. We've got the cushions oh, around me, just nice. sitting here cruising, you know. Uh, my circumstances in the pod room: <laughs> a, it's really cold in here, and b, I've got a lovely little chicken behind me. Oh. I oh, know. She's really a chicken say, in the room. I have. She's just behind me here. Yeah. I've just been out to do the chickens and do the poo pits and whatnot. She's not looking very well. So anything that's not well it tends to come in the house in case they get cold at night. So I think she's got a bit of a heart problem. I've just given her some ferrosamide because her belly's gone a bit big. I don't know if she's got egg peritonitis or a bit of a um, heart defect. So she's in. Anyway, just giving her some scrambled egg. <laughs> oh, she's looking at me. She might be all right with a bit of TLC. Anyway, so that's our circumstance. What are we doing on today's Happy Garden podcast? Um, well, firstly, how's your week been? By the way, did you get your tax in? When we spoke to you last week, you were doing your, uh, your self-assessment. Yeah, you, yeah. done it, it. Paid. Done my return. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, yeah, it's paid. Good. And I think, I think, mm-hmm. I'm due for a rebate. Oh, get out of the way. I'm that's due not for a rebate. What? How much? Yeah. It's all right, isn't it? How much? How much? I'm not going to tell you that. Tell me. Thousands. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what? I had a rebate? It's like 20 quid. I had a rebate once ever in my life, right? And they sent me a cheque. It was like £120. I was so excited. I was a new student and I lost the cheque. And uh, I begged the tax office to send me another one and they said no. So I lost that. <laughs> Gets. Anyway, um, that aside, that aside. So what are we doing on the Happy Garden podcast today, Adazla? Well, from my side of things, we're going to go and have a forage. <laughs> we're going down your larder I'm today. I'm going to make you a cup of tea. So, you know, it's stuff you can get in your garden right now. Well, if you've got a particular plant, it's stuff you can get in your garden. <laughs> what plant will you need? Just give us a heads up. Douglas fir. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, fab. So, uh, okay. Yeah. I'll let you know. Okay. okay. All right, Take grand. a bit of digesting, but it's all right. You can chew on the needles. <laughs> You have a strong constitution, but get it down, yeah. All right, so Darren's larder a little bit later on. I will be introducing you to a lovely, it's local to Darren and I, uh, a local project called the Fruit and Nut Village Project in Sturchley in Birmingham. They bring the community together with planting, so you'll hear that a little bit later on. Um, you've got jobs for the week, Adas? I have, yeah, I've got jobs for the week, and I've got six, not five, but six jokes. <laughs> What is there a theme today? There's a, there's a bonus. No, actually, it's quite broad and ranging. I've got a bit sort of broad and ranging. So oh, okay. that's what it is. Oh, an eclectic mix. All right, fab. Uh, what else an have we got? Mix. What? Um, uh, Andy Lound, history of. Uh, <laughs> hello? <laughs> this, is this delayed? Yes. This is going to drive us mad, isn't it? It's going to take me so long to edit this podcast. Um, Andy Lamb, the history of plants with astronomical names today. When I messaged him yesterday, he was doing a recording for us of the history of the ornamental bush. He said he'd taken about <laughs> he'd taken about 47 <laughs> takes because he couldn't stop laughing. I don't know what's so funny about the word bush, but uh, that's forthcoming on the Happy Garden podcast. Oh, and don't forget... Um... Sorry, I've just, I've just gone for jazzle. You got what? <laughs> 
Don't forget the wrapping. The... Vajazzle. <laughs> How do you know that word, Darren? We'll be going to uh, do the wrapping next week as well. The rudge wrap next week. It's an ornamental bush, isn't it? <laughs> the vajazzle? Darren. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are you sure you haven't had a banana? <laughs> Oh, God. We haven't even oh, started yet. This is going to be chaos today. <laughs> yeah, baubles and things. <laughs> oh, I bought you some beard baubles for Christmas. I might as well tell you now, but you haven't. Uh, you haven't oh. had them. You'll have them next year. I haven't had them yet. Right. Sorry, I must apologise, folks. It's all right. Right, shall we crack on? Shall My we? My mind went to a dark place. <laughs> yes, let's move on. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Shall we start with some jobs for the week ahead? Hello? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Hello? Hello? Now in the happy garden. Hello? Oh, I say, sweet. Oh, no. This is my favourite <laughs> bit. Time for Darren to be absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead. Well, yes. Three, two, one. <laughs> Go! Bush roses and repeat flowering climbers should be pruned in the next two weeks, you naughty people. If you haven't already done so, so uh, get them done, if not already done. Deciduous trees can be planted, so uh, you can continue on with that, and hedges and bare root hedges and things like that can be popped into the ground. And any plants that you might think are in the wrong place can actually be moved around the garden at this time. Gather fallen twigs that may have blown from trees and gales and uh, save them, folks, because if they're big enough, you can use them as stakes in the garden to save buying bamboo and being more sustainable. Hedges, too, can be uh, topped out and side pruned so you can give them a good, quick tidy before the birds start to nest in them. And older stems on flowers can be uh, tidied away now and uh, can be left on the soil surface as a mulch. I'm Professor Alice Roberts and you're listening to the Happy Garden Podcast. <laughs> oh, I thought you might like that. Oh. <laughs> All right, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak. <laughs> oh, you old goat. We ought to be absolutely <laughs> transparent. You have quite a crush on Dr. Alice Roberts, don't you? Quite a crush. <laughs> <laughs> she is wonderful. She's lovely. And she's joining Very us. Very guilty pleasure. Is it? Don't be guilty. <laughs> I love her. Do you know, I've already done the interview. She'll be joining us next week on the Happy Garden podcast. She was the nicest, most sweet, the funniest. And obviously we, we speak to literally th tens of thousands of people over you know over the years she was she's one of my favorites she's the what <laughs> what it's the coffin lid that's opening what is that <laughs> you seriously need to get your hinges oiled what <laughs> stop it now what is that <laughs> well just what's going on your end darren what are you doing well I like it like that because I know when people are coming in. Oh, that's a point, yeah. That's like um, a security technique, isn't it? So in the middle of the night, if we get broken into... Yeah, you'll know. Now they're coming through the door. <laughs> uh, so listen, Dr Alice will be with us next week. We're talking archaeology found in the garden. You will be amazed. And actually, Andy Lound, amazed and astound with our lovely Andy Lound, he's going to do a sort of a history, a potted history of things that have been found front and back gardens in the UK, archaeologically speaking, and it'll blow your mind. 
So Alice is going to join us to talk about uh, UK archaeology. Found by us, you know, found by digging the allotment, digging a pond, especially in lockdown, all the bits and pieces that have been found. So that's one for you to look forward to. <laughs> she asks me a question, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, she's got a question for you as well. <laughs> I tell you who else I text the other night. Hang Who's on, that? let me just uh, let me just uh, let me just drop a name. Pete Waterman. Oh, now he said he's a bit busy next week, but he can do in the next two or three weeks. So he'll be joining us on the Happy Garden podcast as well. The Pete Waterman. Uh, who, well, Darren and I work, well, you, you and I work with him for for many years. So we're good friends with our Pete. And he does like his gardening, doesn't he? He does. He loves his garden. And uh, I mean, I don't think he does much gardening. He has, he has a gardener. Because, <laughs> but, <he does, laughs> but he does love his garden. He does love his plants. His rodos. It's <laughs> a street term. He used to uh, collar Darren uh, every week, didn't he, to to ask you a few gardening questions. So we look forward to uh, welcoming Pete Waterman to the Happy Garden Podcast in the next few weeks. And I tell you what else, as well, just as a heads up. Do you know who confirmed last night? And I've been chasing them for about six months now. Katrina from Recompose. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Now, in America, there there is a company in America who, for a fee, will compost you or a loved one and turn you into a bag of soil when you're dead. Uh, And finally, I've secured the interview. So we will find out the price, the... The ethos, the, the the process, basically, of how you can turn yourself or a loved one into uh, it's, it's, I think it's quite a bit of compost you get, actually. Um, but, yeah, composting yourself. I don't think there's anyone in the UK that does it yet. It's about a wheelbarrow full, I think. About a wheelbarrow full, yeah. yeah. A little bit. And a, That's all right. A barrow and a bit. It's a really, really interesting concept, though. As I say, it's only available in America right now. Um, but it's something we're going to be learning about forthcoming on the Happy Garden podcast. So all that's to come. All of this and more still to come on the Happy Garden with Mark Green and Darren Rush. Back to today, though, our Dazzler. Shall I get a question for you underway? Yes, please. Okay. So this has come in on our email, which is the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. It's from our Claire, who says, Molly and Darren, I have a question for Darren regarding a miniature potted Christmas tree. I was bought just before Christmas. Now, my plan was to keep it in the pot until Christmas was over and then plant it outside. I've kept it watered and it's been on the kitchen windowsill, but it's now started to turn brown from the bottom. I was wondering, have I overwatered it, Darren, and can it be saved? I'm normally quite good with plants, so I'd be gutted if this died on me now. Oh, there's a second question here as well. I've also got a Christmas cactus that I repotted last year, which has now grown huge. Will I be able to prune it? Loving the podcast, you've both got me in stitches every week, and it's got so bad that I've had to resort to wearing a tenor lady. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Darren, you have no idea. I've just wet myself. (laughs) I might say you have no idea what us ladies go through, but maybe you do. Keep up the great (laughs) Keep up the great work. You and Darren are the best. Thanks both. And that's Claire, who's actually Mm. just down the road from you in Sidgley. So let's start with the Christmas tree, because I've sent you a I've sent you a picture, haven't I, of the slightly browning tree. Yeah, so what you've got here is a problem that you have overwatered. Remember, Christmas trees are meant to be outside. So on the kitchen windowsill, it's just too, too warm for it. So if it's starting to brown off, then uh, what you need to do is you need to get it outside as soon as possible and get it in the ground, you know, get it planted. And then if those lower branches brown off because they won't turn green, unfortunately, uh, conifers don't do that. 
then you can take them off. You can basically prune them out um, and see if you can just shape the reshape the tree by actually doing that. But just get that plant into the garden and outside. It's very, very mild. And really, they're, they're only meant to be indoors for around about two or three weeks during the Christmas period. And then we just plant them outside if you're going to keep them. Get it outside, see what happens, and report back to me. Now, Christmas cacti are really easy to prune. You've got these little segments that look like um, spider's legs and the joints. And all you do is you take a, a pair of secateurs or even some scissors and just cut at one of those segments. And that's it. Job done. You can take it back. If it's a bit long and weepy, then you can take it back to one of those sec segments. Then all those other segments that you've taken off, you can propagate from. You just cut them into individual segments. Pop them into a little seed tray and they will produce roots for you. And you can have lots of Christmas cacti. There's a double answer there, Molly That's Green. That's good. That's good. Nice one, Claire. Well, I, do you know, my Christmas cacti are here. You know, you've been in this pod room. Yeah, here's one of them. Yeah. It's slightly moist. I mean, I think I've looked after this as well as I can. And literally, I've just moved it to put it onto the desk. And two of the segments have fallen off. In the last maybe three months, I've had maybe four flowers. Yeah. I mean, they I mean, they look healthy enough, but I just it hasn't flowered. It should have done, shouldn't it? This this time of year. Yeah. Hmm. What have I done but wrong? But what then? you need to do is you need to put it. You need to put it in a box <coughs> in November. Do what do you mean a box? You need, to, you need to block the light. They need to rest. So you put it in a box mm. for about four weeks and gradually you exclude all the light mm. to begin with mm. and then over those four weeks you gradually introduce the lights. And then basically oh. what that does is it forces it to produce the flower buds that will flower for you. And then by oh. Christmas it will be in full flower for you. So I've missed this season then, I've missed yeah. this year. Well, I did good actually. I think I told you when you when you came over that um, I got these from twenty five p for two from a boot sale, and they were nigh on dead. So there you go. yeah, the fact they've come back mm. into sort of greenery, let alone flowers, is good. Anyway, Claire, thank you ever so much for your question. Um, yeah, she's just near you down the road in Sedgley. Local girl. Thank you, Claire. Mm. Cheers, Claire. Might see you walking along the street with me and Alice. If you see me walking <laughs> down the street. Laughing and joking, smiling at people I meet. Oh, talking about um, getting lyrics wrong, Darren. What? You let me down. You let yourself down. I have my own down. version of songs. Well, that's, your that's own. All I can say. Jeez, Louise, your own version last week. I can't remember. Did I go to the toilet or something? There was an interlude. Tip, tiptoe through the. That you know exactly what I'm going to say. <laughs> tiptoe through the tulip. You should be ashamed of yourself with your version. <laughs> Of tiptoe. What the hell was that, man? <laughs> that wasn't my rude version either. <laughs> <laughs> Explain yourself. I listened back in editing. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> Love me in the morning. The morning. <laughs> Darren. <laughs> There's not going to be any interludes this <laughs> podcast. I wouldn't trust you. <laughs> it was brilliant, though. I liked it. I liked it. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. I'm a simple man. <laughs> that's, that's With all simple that lyrics, say. yeah. <laughs> it did make me laugh, though. It did make me laugh. <laughs> all right, there we are. There's sheet two done. There's Claire done. Just <laughs> second sheet of how many? Uh, five, actually. Five? Mm. Oh, we nearly off there, then. <laughs> not done not too bad. bad. Uh, so, da 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 da
We are going to be meeting. <laughs> <laughs> it's the delay. We are going. Hello. Hello. We are going to be meeting an amazing. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to buy a new computer this week, Darren. In interests of the podcast. Yeah. No, I actually am because the the technology. I think I just think it's my computer that's dying a death. I don't know why we've got this delay. I can't figure it out. I hope it's nothing simple, and I'm is, going to buy a whole spend- new computer. What? Is, is that spending all the money that we've made from advertising? We have still, we literally still haven't got a penny. We've had ads now for <laughs> three, four, three months, four months, nothing. Um, so, <laughs> uh, what is it? Accumulate to speculate? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, Darren, the, hopefully there'll be a new computer in the next couple of weeks, so this won't happen again. Hello? Hello. <laughs> I'm here. God, it's just ridiculous. Right, what was I saying? We're going to be meeting an amazing charity next to really bring the community of all ages together with horticulture. But first, let's uh, get our Andy Lound on. The amazing Andy Lound. Amaze, understand with Andy Lound. And today he's talking about the history of plants with astronomical names. It's Amaze and Astound with Andy Lound. That's me. Good morning, Molly and Darren. Today, I will gaze into my own little garden. It is a piece of the majesty of the heavens right here on Earth. I explore the fascinating world of plants with astronomical names. From stars to galaxies, these botanical wonders carry names inspired by the vast cosmos, connecting our terrestrial landscapes with the celestial wonders that twinkle above. Imagine the wandering through a garden where the very names of the plants evoke the mysteries of the night sky. Take, for example, the starry campion, Cellini Stellata, whose delicate white flowers resemble a constellation of stars in bloom. This charming wallflower is just one of many botanical gems that pay homage to the cosmic ballet above. Venture further and you might encounter the galaxy orchid, and Salia africana, a stunning orchid species native to Africa. Its unique and intricate blooms mirror the awe-inspiring beauty of galaxies swirling in the vastness of space. In our earthly gardens, these botanical wonders bring a touch of cosmic splendour to our everyday surroundings. Plants with astronomical names also extend their reach to the realm of comets, the comet orchid, and Greycum sesquipedale native to Madagascar. This bears an intriguing connection to celestial bodies. Named for its long nectar spur, which extends like a comet's tail, this orchid captures the imagination and draws a bridge between the terrestrial and the extraterrestrial. Our exploration wouldn't be complete without acknowledging plants that bear the names inspired by constellations. The Orion's belt Iris, Iris Nectorum Var Chinensis, pays tribute to the iconic three-belt star constellation of Orion. Its vibrant and intricate flowers align themselves in a celestial dance, adding a touch of starry elegance to the garden. Plants with astronomical names serve as a poetic reminder of the interconnectedness between the natural world and the cosmos. The names not only reflect the visual resemblance to celestial phenomena, but also spark a sense of wonder and contemplation about our place in the universe. 
Next time you find yourself in a garden or a botanical sanctuary, take a moment to engage in a bit of botanical stargazing. Whether it is the Nebula Begonia, Asteroid Daylily or Star Cluster Primrose, these plants' names beckon us to look up, appreciate the wonders of the night sky and recognise the celestial poetry that unfolds in the very soil beneath our feet. As an astronomer, I naturally surround myself with botanical stars. So take my hand and let me walk you through the cosmos where the only bugs are moon bugs. So, Molly and Darren, more from the potting shed next time. The amazing, amazing astound with Andy Lound. If you want to know more about our Andy, andrewlound.com is his website. He's uh, an expert in all things. We love him, don't we, Darren? Love him. He's brilliant. And he's just a mine of information, he isn't is. he? He oh, really is. And don't forget, yeah, next week on the pod, alongside Dr Alice Roberts, he's going to be doing us the history of uh, bits and bobs. Well, I say bits and bobs, it's a bit more than that. Archaeological, uh, bits and bobs of archaeological significance found in front and back gardens across the UK. Now, a little bit of housekeeping, uh, Darren. Must say hello to Ian, who's been in touch. If you want to get in touch with us in any regard, by the way, here's all the numbers. Get interactive with Molly... Lovely show. (laughs) Professionals. Get interactive with Molly and Darren. Follow them on social media. It's a bit like stalking. Just search for the Happy Garden Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. Now, Ian got in touch to say, Molly, I'll be listening in bed with a cuppa in the morning. Hi, you say. Has Rasta Rudge been on the holy herb? I've had that question quite a lot. Quite a lot this week, Darren. (laughs) Holy herb. If anyone missed the beginning of the podcast... I'm just high on the joys of life. (laughs) Well, I don't know whether I should have labelled it as I did. Darren did the podcast high. Well, you know. (laughs) You did take it. It will have made people tune in, won't it? (laughs) I think that's called clickbait. (laughs) Oh, which is wonderful. Also... It's like the classical advert, isn't it? What's that? Which bit? You see the classical advert that just says sex. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, what? He just says sex. What does? <laughs> what does man? It's a classical advert. What classical advert? <laughs> it's classical advert. What are you it's talking about, man? Stop saying classical for years advert. And years and years. What? <laughs> it's an advert that's been used for many, many years. What is? It just says sex. What does? And people click onto it just to see what it is. <laughs> On YouTube? What? I don't know what I'm not so you're following. Are calling me? <laughs> on YouTube, on, on anything, in the newspaper. Darren, <laughs> learning a whole new side about you today. <laughs> I literally have no idea. You started me off with Alice Roberts, didn't you? <laughs> oh, I don't know where your head's going today. Oh, you do make me laugh. Um, continuing with <laughs> sex aside, continuing with the housekeeping. Um, we, you and I have. <laughs> God, this is this is just insane today with this delay. 
Hello. Triple X version of the Happy Garden podcast. Oh, I blame the delay. I blame the delay for this nonsense. <laughs> Uh, Emran, we have to say hello to our beautiful friend Emran as well, who is so supportive of the Happy Garden podcast. He's bought us coffees two months running, Darren. We have to send all our love to Emran and his mom. I know, and thank him for all of his support for what we do, for the lunacy that we're doing every week. Thank you, Emran. Thank you ever so much. Thank you. <laughs> we love you. And also Mike and Cov as well. Mike, who bought us a coffee, loving the laughter therapy sessions uh, from the end of podcast 20. Now, what happened there? Oh, is that where I couldn't stop laughing? I can't remember. As always, putting the happy into proceedings, definitely brightening up my day. So thank you, Mike. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that was when I was laughing like a lunatic. Uh, so thank you very much if you have uh, indeed bought us a coffee. Very kind. Now, we are going to be hearing about Fruit and Nut Project, uh, a wonderful community project in Sturgeley and Birmingham very, very shortly. Let's have a few adverts first, though. Stay there. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in mere moments. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, let's get on to Fruit and Nut Village. Fruitandnutvillage.org.uk is a charity that I spoke to in the week. It's amazing. It brings the community together. Its ethos basically is that, to bring people together and to grow fruits, nuts, to to establish orchards in local communities uh, in spaces that aren't being used. So let's hear from Alex, who's on the board of trustees. So the charity's been running only for about three and a half years. So it was originally um, a, a good chunk of lottery funding. That lottery funding ran out. And then in order to continue the good work, a group of volunteers came together, myself and two others together with Rob, and we we founded the charity um, to act as a funding mechanism so that we could continue the, you know, this great work that we were were all a part of and, and wanted to see continue. The gardening, really, yeah, the yeah. tree planting and the gardening work. Well, yeah, let's, so, let's, let's talk more about what you actually do do. What's the ethos then of Fruit and Nut Village? What, what do you do? What we do is we plant orchards and we grow them and, and we, we maintain and we look after them for the long term. We commit to them. So we don't just plant them and then, you know, leave them to the ether. We, we're there every week to make sure that they, they succeed. We've got a total of 48 sites now but we pick uh, a handful of those sites those orchards to turn into forest gardens and and what that means is that we'll take an orchard and then we'll start planting more things in it really with um, perennial vegetables berry bushes 
um, and, and just build more of a, uh, a woodland forest feel rather than an orchard with just, mm. just fruit trees. We go through the entire life cycle of an orchard and it's, it's interesting of us to talk through it. It's quite vast. So at the, at the moment right now, we, we've planted 100 fruit trees this winter and we're going to plant 100 more in February. So in, in Jan, we've done the 100. February, we've got 100 more to go in. And, and we do buy a lot of those fruit trees in. But then we move on to grafting workshops where we actually create the trees ourselves, uh, some of them, to plant in, in the orchard. So we buy in rootstock. Um, we go into the orchards and we prune off, we call it scion wood actually, to then use as grafting material to, to graft onto the rootstock. So we create the trees and we do workshops where people can, can do that with grafting workshops. And then we will grow those trees on for a year and then plant them in the, in the winter. And then we move on to propagating out, multiplying out um, herbs and berry bushes. And we will plant those in the spring and then we maintain the orchards. And so we'll water them through the really dry, hot seasons in the in the summer and we'll do weeding and mulching. Just giving a visual you know, eye of care on the orchards as well in case there's any vandalism, things like that. And, and then and then we ride the whole year through until we get into the winter. Uh, and, and then we do pruning workshops. We prune and look after the trees. And so we follow the orchards through their entire life cycle, but we do everything within those orchards ourselves. Alex, it saddens me that I've even heard you use the V word. Do you get vandalism with these community spaces? We guard against it. So when we plant a tree, it's not a case of just putting a tree in the ground with a stake on it, you know, and, and, and that's it. Mm. The tree is about 20% of the work. So we put really quite robust wooden stakes around the tree and then we, 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 we hammer on metal cages. So they become quite <laughs> impregnable. It protects against wild animals like deer because we do get deer in the open spaces in South Birmingham. I've seen them in guard, um, in mother-in-law's garden, <laughs> um, a, a deer. Right. And, um, but we, we, we have had dog attacks on trees, unfortunately. And we have had, we suspect, squirrels nibbling, nibbling off the tops where, where they're young trees. And, uh, and, we, and we have had just plain out human vandalism in, the, in one out. park that we planted, yeah, where they they very obviously snapped down a tree. It's quite minimal because we guard against it so robustly. It, it, it is deterred really quite well. So we've got a minimal loss of trees, um, and because the community is involved, um, they can help to to police and look after the area as well. Let's talk more about the community. You mentioned there about being self-sustainable. You know, with your trees and. Uh, and with the grafting, you you obviously have a very, very strong um, educational aspect to the charity as well. Can you give us just an example mm -hmm. or, or two of, of people that have come to you, perhaps with no knowledge, that, that now are, are keen gardeners? Yeah, so if I take today's planting event in Calthorpe Park, we we, we had, uh, it's, it's been an amazing day actually, we planted 10 new trees mm. Uh, in, a, in a new orchard in Calthorpe Park. And, and we, we've really brought the community together. We, we had a synagogue from, from across and up the road, and we had a, a group of asylum seekers, and, and then we had um, local people and fruit and nut village sort of veterans. It, it really kicked into itself, really, that all of the knowledge and skills that all, all us veteran, veterans have learned 
over the years, we were able to provide these brand new people um, coming to help us plant an orchard um, just with, with, with all our expertise that we've been taught. And so it, there were 83 people there in the end trying to plant 10 trees. <laughs> and you can imagine if it was just um, the, the guy called Rob who, who organises a lot of these events. If he was on his own, he wouldn't have been able to cope or, or really manage that many people. But because he had a core, there were about five of us veterans there. We, we just um, sort of clicked into gear. We saw when things weren't being planted and, and that things were getting a bit chaotic. And we just all kind of just harmoniously started to, to manage groups of people. And, and we taught 83 people how to plant a tree and protect it and guard it for the future, really. So, so that's that's the education and learning that, that the Fruit and Nut Village provides. It, you come along to a session, you'll learn how to look after a tree, and then you'll be able to help someone else understand how to do that as well in time. Now, this next question might seem a little bit... Uh... Random. But uh, next week, we have historian Professor Alice Roberts on the Happy Garden podcast talking about the archaeology found by gardeners. Have you or any of the volunteers at Fruit and Nut uh, Village Project ever found any archaeology whilst doing all, all your work? We come across a lot of rubble. Oh. Um, we've not ever... <laughs> so, if you call that archaeology, we've come across a lot of rubble, uh, bricks and things like that. We've never really examined no them very pipes, closely. No clay pipes or little old coins or anything like that? Never, never found anything interesting like that. No, oh. unfortunately not. Okay. Nothing to write home about. Enormous amounts of litter, glass, plastic... Are you like yeah, Wombles? I bet you clear all that up, don't you? We do, we do. And and we often have, um, I mean, we do have a litter picking session, oh, you know, you? during, while we're planting. Mm. Uh, someone will normally go around and pick up litter. That's nice. Um, and it, it, it does bring a bit of a focus to, to an area. Like there's this, um, some parks are, are full of litter. And, and once we plant an orchard in that park, the community does take a lot more care of it and, and, and the litter gets picked up more. Mm, um, that's nice. The backdrop, the audio backdrop to you and I chatting. Where are you standing? The birds sound magnificent. <laughs> I'm in Kings Heath Park because... Um, my phone signal signal in my house is oh, is not reliable. In fact, it's pretty non-existent. Right. So just come out here to get a signal. But it's really nice. There's a lot of birds. What can I hear? There's a lot of established trees. Is that robins? Um, it's, it's definitely robins. I saw a couple of robins go past me. There's just in front of me some sort of tit. I don't know what it is. Maybe a great tit. Mm. Um, just dancing amongst the trees. And there are a lot of birds around. Oh, I can I'm hear. I'm trying to see what else I can see. They're getting louder as well, aren't they, as January wears on? Well, as Feb if we come into February, they're definitely yeah. getting louder. Oh. It's nice this time of year as well, because we're, we're not in leaf yet. You can actually see the birds in the, uh, in the twigs, can't you, in the trees? Yeah, you can. You can. It, the most bizarre thing, because I've just moved house recently, we, we get a lot of parakeets in our garden. Do you now? Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've come across those at the bottom of Highbury Park top of Cannon Hill Park. You, yeah, you get parakeets. Definitely moving north, aren't they, from London? They, yeah, they have reached the West Mids. There's a robin up in that tree. And, and that's, I don't know if you just heard it, but that's it calling. It'll be a male then, won't it? It'll be a territorial spring yeah, call possibly. already. Yeah, Oh, how lovely. Looking for a lady. Looking for a lady. Mm -hmm. Alex, thank you so, so much for joining us. Well, it's, it's starting to get dark, so I'm going to yeah. let you get out of the Welcome. park. 
<laughs> get yourself yes. back home. <laughs> but listen, get home in the warm. We will keep in touch with you. You are more than welcome anytime on the Happy Garden Podcast. If if we can plug stuff for you, if you've got you know any new events and whatnot coming up, or which which leads me to ask yeah. you finally, actually, finally, actually, for people who are in your local area who do want to come and help, you've got a massive list of events forthcoming. Is it just a case of going to your website? Yeah, there's one particular event coming up that could be quite good for people. Uh, but yeah, to get get on our website, have a look at the events. What's coming up, it's a walk around all the orchards in Sturchley. It's on Thursday the 15th of February, mid-Feb. Mm-hmm. That's the day after Valentine's. That's nice. Oh, the day after Valentine's Day, Thursday 15th of Feb, 1 till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And it's a walk around all the orchards in Sturchley. And there's about 15 along the River Ray, so it'll be a beautiful walk. And a real chance oh. to um, see see where all these amazing places are. Somebody could treat their love. I can just see it now written in the Valentine's Day card. Um, that <laughs> tomorrow, darling, I'm taking on a tour of the uh, of the orchards of Sturchley. Sturchley. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Alex, it's been, it's been a pleasure having you on. We will talk to you again soon. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. Oh, see you. That, that's my dog Podrick saying goodbye as well. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye, dog. <laughs> There's Alex, who's on the board of trustees of Fruit and Nut Village Project in Sturchley. And what a great thing to be doing. What a great thing Alex is doing, mm-hmm. along with all his you know, his team and the volunteers and people that get involved. Looking after orchards. We need people to look after orchards. You know, um, with my community interest company, we went and had a look at an orchard in the middle of Wolverhampton the week before last. It's been planted there for over 50 years. So we're going to be looking after it for them and doing some work in and around uh, that orchard. Orchards are brilliant, folks. Plant one in your back garden. Have a few apple trees. It's fantastic. Get the kids involved with it. Children, I should say, because kids are goats, aren't they? That's what I told you (laughs) the other day, you know, Molly. (laughs) I was picked up. I was picked up while I was talking to people. Yeah. Kids are goats. They're children. Was it someone posh? (laughs) Did someone posh tick you off? I did, yeah. <laughs> She's got a muffler on and everything. I've got a, muff- <laughs> a lady in a muffler. <laughs> Told you off for using the word kids. That's really funny. <laughs> what a snob. She clearly wasn't from the Black Country. Uh, definitely not. She was wearing <laughs> lipstick and everything. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, if you do want to find out more about uh, the project itself, it's www.fruitandnutvillage, all one word, .org.uk. And I know uh, we've been talking about a project from our local area, which is sort of West Mids, Brum in the Black Country. But wherever you are in the UK or anywhere that you're listening to the Happy Garden podcast around the world, if you've got a, a, a community event, a project, a charity locally that you'd like to highlight, just get in touch. The Happy Garden Podcast. So, uh, Darren's larder is on the way. Darren, we haven't gone down your larder since the refurb. (laughs) We haven't been down your larder (laughs) for a while. And you won't tell us what you're cooking, brewing? Well, it it is a drink, okay? Yeah. But it's 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 a surprise drink. Surprise drink. Okay, so down Darren's larder, we uh, we often well Darren often forages something from uh, from uh, from the local that you can turn into something delicious. So we'll do that very very shortly, and of course, Dazzler's jokes uh, as well to come. 
However, Darren, I uh, I have a request from Mr. Green. Okay. That he well, actually, I won't, I won't, I won't tell you. I'll let him tell you. He just wanted a phone call on the Happy Garden podcast today because he wanted to speak to you. Okay. And now, Jesus, if you and I have got a delay because I don't know how to use the computer and the audio system, which is very complicated, I don't know how we're going to fare with making a phone call today. Can you imagine? Oh, do you know, I've got the burner phone in my hand. <laughs> yeah. I've got the burner phone in my hand, literally just call Mr Green. And I've got a WhatsApp message from constipated cat Simon. Was he on last week or was it a couple of weeks ago? I think it was last was week. Was it last yeah. week? Yeah. Molly, I yeah. found out who started our onion club. And it was my mate, Chad, and a guy called Massey. They were just having a random chat and Chad happened to say he could grow a bigger onion than Massey. And then the rest is history, as they say. Oh, so it was like an onion off between Chad and Massey down the pub one day. It's brilliant, isn't it, though? Mm. Isn't that fantastic? That's brilliant. Well done. It's yeah, fantastic. nice one. When did he send that? Last night, one must reply. We liked him. If you were, if you don't know what we're talking about, have a listen to last week's podcast. I think it's entitled... Was it entitled Darren Was High? I can't remember. can't remember. Yes, it was entitled <laughs> Darren Was High. Oh, no, it was How to Open Your Garden for NGS, brackets, Darren Was High. Um, and we did meet constipated cat Simon, which is a story in itself. We, we helped him uh, dislodge his, uh, his cat's bowels with some uh, pumpkin puree because his cat was constipated. Anyway, that's a different story. But uh, he has an onion club down the Fox and Grapes in Pensnet. Every Sunday they meet with some samosas and some cheese and discuss onions. So that was uh, on the back of that. Cheers, Si. Right, anyway, let's um, let's ring Mr Green. Okay. Isn't it good that I know his number? He doesn't know mine, but I do know his. Do you know your wife's number? No. That's terrible. <laughs> that's just what happens in an emergency if you've lost your phone and you need to call her. I, I despair with you, men. Right, let's press. I do, I despair with you. Hang on. I don't know where he is. I don't know if he's in the... One of the uh, neighbours has got another tree down. Hang on. I don't know if he's in the greenhouse, though. All right, let's, let's try him. Morning. Oh, hello. <laughs> Podca hello. Podcast room calling. Uh, Mr Green. Oh, right. From the studio on From... air. Yes. Where are you? I, I have literally no... Oh, I hear chickens. I'm mucking out your chucks. My chucks. Oh, my God. I'm mucking out our chucks. Our chucks. Are There's you doing... some dirty girls down here. Are you doing some poo-pits? I'm doing some poo-picks and poo-picking. Oh, that's nice. Um, before we talk to... Oh, I was going to say put the microphone next to the chickens. Um, now, you have a question for our dazzler. I have. Have you got Darren on? Yeah, yeah, he's here. Darren, Mr Green, Morning. Mr Green. Afternoon, Darren. Darren. Afternoon, Mr. Green. How are you going? I'm all right, thank you. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Now, as, as you know, we're semi-rural here, Darren, semi-rural. So we still operate the age-old barter system. Um, so after the storms the other week, because I've got a chainsaw and a licence and full PPE, uh, I was out severing limbs from storm-damaged trees. And in return, obviously, none of us want cash, do we? No. <laughs> oh, I, well, hang on, I'll have to interject here. Um, Mr Green, there is quite, there's quite a delay. On, I don't know what's happening with the computer, but there's a delay on the system, so... OK. Are you saying Darren's slow? <laughs> no. I'm saying Darren's not slow. It's not his fault. There's a delay. <laughs> Go on. 
How rude. <laughs> anyway, yep. after after a few hours of processing and, and making safe and dismantling, then I came home with a not a bag of beans, like Jack and the Beanstalk, a bag of what the lady said were pink fur apples. Darren, they were the worst looking apples I've ever seen. They look like doubly knobbly dogs logs. <laughs> They are pretty ugly, aren't they, as a potato? So, uh, yeah, you what are you going to do with your pink fur apples? But they, they do look just like sausages. Now, a normal potato, I know how to chit. And face it, we've got egg boxes, so you put the fat end up and wait for a few shoots. But these have got nobbles all the way along. Do you put them on the side? Do you put them upright? What's the secret? And can you grow them in big buckets and tubs and things? What, what you can do is any of those nobbles will produce eyes and you can chip them as you normally would do now pink fur apple is a main crop so when once they're well chitted you can get them in the ground normally i put them in the ground around about the end of march if you're going to put them in the ground you can pop them in the ground but yes you can you can plant them in large buckets or containers but remember only two or three of your seed potatoes per container you don't want any more than that because uh, the more competition, the smaller the potatoes uh, that will come out. Get them in the ground or in containers by the end of March and chit them as you normally would do. Any of those nobbles will produce eyes for you. And when, you, when you're putting them in the containers, because it's on my mind, I am surrounded by chicken manure at this present moment, would it be okay to put a scoop of literally raw poo in the bottom of the bucket? For the roots to reach down and get? Number one, they won't need it. Number two, it'll be a bit raw for them. If you can mix a bit with a little bit of straw, then uh, do that. Yeah. I prefer to use just a handful of fish blood and bone, if you can do. Uh, just a sprinkling into the bottom of the pot itself. But if you can mix some uh, poo with a little bit of straw, that will be good enough to actually drop into the bottom of your container or bucket. Oh, fantastic, Darren. Okay, I'll keep, a, I'll, I'll keep a record of what the harvest is and let you know. Although I don't know where I'm going to get fish and bone from. There, there again, something might die. <gasps> Jesus! <laughs> Mr Green! Shall I go now? Shall I go <laughs> now? Do you want my birdwatch joke? Yeah, go on then. Go on then, slip that in. Go on. Go on. Darren, it was the RSPB birdwatch yesterday. Yes. I saw a female bird surrounded by many, many males and did not recognise it, oh so I looked it up. Right. Turns out it was a slag pie. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed. I don't know. <laughs> a slag pie! <laughs> I don't know if that's OK. Oh. <laughs> well, I said vajazzle, so slag oh, pie's all right, isn't it? What has happened today? <laughs> Triple X oh. version. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, Mr Green, whilst you're literally stood there yeah. with the girls, are you in the right-hand area yeah. or are you in the left-hand area? Are you with the new girls I'm or the right. old... I'm with the existing Old flag. girls. OK, cool. Because we have got Gaynor from BHWT, the British Hen Welfare Trust, coming on in a few weeks to talk about keeping chickens... Oh. Yes, keeping chickens in the garden, yeah. uh, which I've already said on the podcast, you and I have volunteered for the charity for... Many, um, many years. Well, what are we talking... 16 years? 17. 17 years. 17. 
which yeah. is incredible. And uh, we did have ten new girls come uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I know you're about to go and tend. I can go over to them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go on, uh, go on. Yeah. No, they're very fine. Are they? You can't go on. Believe... Go and say hello to them. Can't believe they're fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they've only been out of their cage a couple of weeks ago, uh, Mr. Green. Uh, who literally goes and gets them out of the farm, um, brought us ten girls home the other day. Oh, Due listen to, a to farm them. Miscounting. How? Yeah. yeah no, they... Well, actually, you explain because if there's any left over, what happens? It, 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 it's more the places I was taking them to were only pop-up rescue centres. The BHWT rather than Hammertaff places with like loads of land and buildings, they now do like pop-up. Uh, rehoming days. So where I was taking them to was actually a tennis court behind a church in Sutton Coalfield. Great place, but you know, if, if they've got orders for 200 chickens, they can't have 250 because there'd be nowhere to keep them. So um, yeah, that's why they came up here. So we had, the, here, we had the surplus. Yeah. Are, yeah. You, are you with I, them? I, I think they. I am with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eggs everywhere. Go I've on. taught them to go up on a perch, but I haven't taught them where to lay yet. OK. Oh, oh listen, they, they're happy. All right, so... Oh, that's nice. So are you done? Are you done with Darren? I'm done with Darren. Darren, thank you very much. Pink fur apples will be going in, when do you say? End of, end of March after the frost, yes? Lovely, yeah. All right, brilliant. I'll report back. OK. Thank you, light of my life. <laughs> Thank you, my love. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Ask them to Darren. Oh. Good bike. Good bike. Good bike. Good bike. Love you too. Yeah, love Oh, he's gone. I can hear you rustling. Are your um, glucose levels going low? Are you boosting yourself? 4.4, so it's time time for a pan of chocolat. Yeah, I was going to say 4.4. It's, it's not low, low, but it's time for... Um, no. Yeah. It's getting there. Right, let me shut the uh, burner phone. OK. Right, uh, so what are we doing now? So we've done we've done the... We've done chit-chat. <laughs> Do you get it? Do you get it? Yeah. Chit-chat. <laughs> Slag pie. <laughs> 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 so let's get to uh, Joy in Gloucester, who's got a question for you, uh, Dazzler. Are you still chewing? No, I've done. Okay, all right, so I'll let <laughs> I love you. So Molly and Darren, I'm. Oh, now this is really nice. And do you know what, Darren? I am going to put a picture on the Happy Garden Podcast Facebook page and probably Instagram as well, because uh, I have exactly the same question as Joy. When I saw this question, I thought, wow. So I have a photo to accompany this, which I will uh, will put up. It says, Molly Darren, I'm new to your podcast and I must say I'm loving it. I'm not sure if my question is daft, but you both make me feel comfortable in asking this. Now, I have a large bulb of garlic, which has been sitting on my kitchen windowsill for two or three weeks. And I'd just forgotten about it. And to be honest, I haven't used it. And now there's green shoots coming from the top, which do look really healthy. I've never planted a garlic before, so I've no idea if it's the right time of year or if there are any tricks that I need to be successful. If I do plant, Darren, how long should it take until I harvest? Does one segment turn into a big bulb with lots of segments? Many thanks in advance for your help. Love the laughter. And that is from Joy. Hi, Joy. It's a really, really good question. And the answer is yes, you can separate it into individual cloves. If you want to do that, you can plant the whole 
whole bulb if you want to. Now, if you put it into a pot and uh, pop it into your glass house, if you've got one, then it will it will keep really, really well. And you'll be harvesting, you know, in the summer. I would separate it into its individual sections, put those into individual pots and then eventually plant them outside. Really, for me, garlic should have gone in around about November. But um, you'll get away with it in the spring. Have a go. And if it's got green shoots, you know, it's alive. It'll romp away for you. Just put them into individual pots and then keep them until uh, around about March time. Then get them in the ground. They'll, they'll produce a garlic crop for you, most definitely. It's a great yes. question. That's Brilliant. a fabulous question. Yeah, well no, done. Nice one, Joy. Never, literally, never, ever be afraid to ask anything. Nothing is too simple, is it, Darren? Even you, no. as, as the Happy Garden podcast expert, I mean... You didn't always know everything. We, we we do have to learn. Well, I don't know everything. <laughs> <laughs> I know quite a lot, but I don't know everything. It, it's, it's just um, asking those questions, if we can help you along the way, and that's what we're here to do, you know. Absolutely. And a clove of garlic sitting on your kitchen windowsill, why wouldn't you try to propagate it? You know, it's going to save you money and it's going to taste all the better just because you've actually grown it yourself. Yeah. Um, now, we're going to go down to the uh, larder, Darren's Larder, next here on the Happy Garden Podcast, after we have officially welcomed just a few international listeners. Now, Dazzler, we have got new listeners to the Happy Garden Podcast all over the world this week. Wow. Johannesburg. Wow. Tappahannock. We've been very popular there in, uh, I think it's Virginia, IA, in, uh, in America. Right. Tappahannock. Auckland. Wow. Mumbai. Wow. Ocharijas in Jamaica. Right. And Qatar. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I used to suffer with that. <laughs> <laughs> you massive twit. I used to get on my chest and everything. <laughs> I'm quite pleased with that. That's good. Shall we go down your larder now? <laughs> yes, let's move go. On? Let's go. <laughs> you can grow it, you can pluck it, you can hoe it, you can cut it, you can boil it out of the ground. You can mow it, you can pick it, you can show it, you can take it, you can forage, what have you found? <laughs> it's Darren's Larder. Darren's Larder. Come and have a forage through Darren's Larder. Come on, then. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> All right, perverts. What are you doing today, Darren? <laughs> <laughs> I'm making you a cup of tea. Oh, <laughs> expecting more than that. Go on, then. <laughs> But it's, it's a nice cup of tea because fur needles, if you go into your garden, you know, any fur, any conifer really, mm. you know, but the needle variety, yeah, Douglas fur is really good. They're really fragrant and citrus-scented um, and steeped in hot water. Um, uh, add a few little spices, which is the version I'm going to tell you to uh, to make. Makes them even more special, folks. And we've just gone through the festive season, so um, it's a really lovely winter drink, especially at Christmas time. But if you're out and about in the garden, it's a bit chilly, make yourself a little cup mm. um, and you can store it. It's so warming and it's perfect after a winter walk, but you do need a little bit of sweet now. So my recipe here then makes one 350ml jar, Preparation time is around about 20 minutes and uh, cooking time is around about an hour and then you need to leave it overnight just to dry through. And you want 30 grams of fresh green grand fir needles, around about three teacupfuls, one orange, um, unwaxed organic for preference, uh, 10 grams of chunk root ginger, one cinnamon stick, one tablespoon of green cardamom pods, one tablespoon uh, of star anise, 
some Woodhaven syrup, which we've actually made before, or if you prefer, maple syrup or honey to actually sweeten. Here's how you do it. You line your baking sheet or roasting tin with parchment paper and preheat your oven to 75 degrees Celsius. Rinse the fur needles while still on the branch and then shake and dry and pick the needles to the yield and specified quantity that you actually want. Spread the needles out on the base of the roast roasting tin. Using a vegetable peeler, pare thin strips of zest from the orange, laying strips on half of the baking tree and then use the peeler to uh, shave thin slices of ginger, laying them on the other half of the sheet. Put the baking sheet and roasting tin into the oven and set the timer for 30 seconds. When that time is up, then remove the baking sheet and check the orange zest and then cook for a further 30 minutes. By that time, it should have dried and curled. Remove it from the rack and put the ginger back in the oven. Set the timer for another 30 minutes and when the time is up, remove the ginger slices and put them on the rack too. The next day, after you've left them overnight, put the cardamom pods and star anise in a pestle and mortar, break up the cinnamon stick and add it to the mortar. Crush the spices lightly. Combine the fur needles, orange and ginger slices and then crush them and mix well and store in an airtight 350mm jar or tea caddy until needed. To prepare the tea, use one heaped teaspoon of the mix per mug, infuse for eight minutes and then strain and sweeten to taste. Mm. 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 That sounds delicious and warming and wintry. That harks back to, uh, what was her name? Georgia, George Alice or something like that, who did the book of How to Eat Your Christmas Tree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely, yeah. Don't let anything get to waste. It's lovely. Yeah. It's running Alice. All right, Daz, that's gorgeous. Shall we, um, we'll leave the washing up to someone else. Shall we depart your larder? Yes. Come on, let's come up then. Let's come up. Let's go. Okay. Me, you, me first. Off you go. Okay. Age before beauty. <laughs> Come on then, follow me. All right. We'll see Larda, we'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs> right, anyway, we're nearly done our dazzler. Shall we do some jokes for the week ahead? Oh yes. Okay. This will keep us tittering all week. Now in the happy garden. It's about time for some Alan Titters. Brace yourself for your gardening jokes of the week from Darren Rudd. Okay, I'm braced. All right, Darren. Okay, so it's six jokes this week, Molly Green. Um, And the first one is, okay, um, did you hear about the guy who invented garden shears? I don't know that I did. (laughs) Okay. Well, at the time, it was cutting hedge technology. Oh, God. God. (laughs) Yeah. Last night, and you know I'm in my bedroom recording this. In your bed. Last night, <laughs> I had a dream about uh, being chased around the garden by a vampire. Strange. <laughs> it felt so real, Molly, I almost soiled myself. <laughs> Dad, oh, I'm very pleased with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Now, my because oh, I'm posh, I have a gardener, you see. And um, uh, he's a gambler in his spare time, Molly. Right. Okay. He likes to hedge his bets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, good. Three. 
<laughs> Did you know, Molly, that almost all garden gnomes have red hats? <laughs> sorry, say that again. Did you know that almost all garden gnomes have red hats? I didn't. That's because it's a little known fact. <laughs> You're killing me here. Good. Bilbo was surprised to wake up one morning and find a supermarket had been built on his garden. Okay. That's because it was an unexpected item in the baggings area. <laughs> the baggings area. <laughs> now that is class. That's one of the best you've ever done. You tell Mr Green that one. Yeah, I will, I will. I'll keep that in my pocket. That's brilliant. Good, Darren, very to pleased. to finish off with... Yep. <laughs> you know I'm a garden writer. I yep. write few, a few bits and pieces. Well, I, I wrote a novel about a guy who had a really small garden. OK? OK? Yep. Not much of a plot, I must admit. <laughs> <laughs> Again, heart pains. Brilliant. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I genuinely think that's the best section of jokes you've ever, ever done. That's great. And that is where my dying computer stopped recording the podcast. <laughs> so we've got to do the end all over again. Let's fast forward two days to Wednesday night. And the Happy Garden Podcast cast have had to reconvene. That's me and Darren Rudge. Oh, my goodness. Now it looks like we've had some sort of a medical emergency with our Darren, so I can't use Darren, so I'm going to have to go to my neighbour, Junes. June. Hello, hello, hello. All right. Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. How you doing? I'm more, a little more hot. Yeah. All right. So this is a new slot called Blooming June. Take it away, June. This is just a few things that you can be getting on with, boys and girls, in your garden or in the greenhouse. You could be sowing some tomato seeds at this time of the year or any of the other veggies ready. You have to be careful that anything you do in the actual garden at the ground isn't frozen solid. Good time of the year to divide your perennial plants, anything like that. If you're thinking of sowing some or, or setting some roses, again, if the ground is cold, then you have to be careful. But also with dry-rooted roses, you have to soak them for probably about 24 hours to let them soak up the moisture before you actually plant them in the ground. I have to say that it is a lovely time of the year. We've got lots of snowdrops out, crocuses come in, and all the birds think the spring has arrived. So it is, after all the winter, we've had the bad weather, the winds, which has done an awful lot of damage. I'm standing here now with Molly in the garden, and we can see little robins who are busy and lots of other little birds and it's all 
absolutely lovely. A lot to look forward to. You have had a couple of trees down, haven't you, June? I have, and very kindly, <laughs> I've got a very good neighbour. We've had a Mr Green down to help yeah. chop them all down. We have had a few problems with the trees. They've also brought all the internet down, which is a bit oh, frustrating. Yes. Yeah. Very frustrating. But, yeah, I have to say, it's lovely to think the gardens are coming on. Spring is coming, and it does make us feel much, much better. Can we use you regularly, Lily June? <laughs> well, if you think I'm any good, Mum. I do, I do. Yes, you could. I, I don't mind. June's amazing tips or uh, blooming June. <laughs> blooming June. Either of those could be good, Mum. Whichever. <laughs> well, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, June. <laughs> Thanks very much, Mum. Take care. June. Do you know, I think what's going on up June's has got legs. Who knows, we might use her regularly on the Happy Garden podcast. Hopefully Dazzler will be back next week. Uh, yes, we'll see you for uh, for more Happy Garden podcasting next week. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us on this episode. I do hope you have enjoyed. Oh, I shall miss Darren's strangulated goodbye to finish the podcast. I sp- suppose I better do one. Goodbye. <laughs> we'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and Darren Rudge. If you'd like to send them an email, get in touch with the Happy Garden Podcast by emailing thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Follow them on social media. Just search for the Happy Garden Podcast. Can we say Happy Garden Podcast just one more time? The Happy Garden Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.